Hi family, welcome to FGC Matsulu A podcast. We're happy you joined us again and we welcome all our new listeners. Hope today's message blesses you, encourages you and uplifts your spirit. Enjoy. Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High this afternoon. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. From wherever you are right now, I salute you and I appreciate uh, your presence even for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing in our lives even during the season in the name of Jesus. I'd love to pray with you this morning or rather this afternoon before we read our word in Jesus mighty name. Father, we bless you, we exhort you, King of all glory, for who you are. Indeed, this afternoon, you are an incredible God. You are so amazing, you are so wonderful, you are so awesome. Our minds, O God of all glory, cannot even fathom all your goodness and your loving kindness of our lives. We thank you this afternoon for your grace. We thank you for all your plans upon our lives. We thank you for the opportunity even to listen to your word, to be taught of you, Holy Spirit of God, like Martha Eva everlasting father like mary king of all glory and mother everlasting god we come before you this afternoon we sit at your feet everlasting god that you may speak to us the words of life in the name of jesus we bless you and we worship you in jesus mighty name amen we thank the lord once again this sunday afternoon for the privilege of sharing his word and the privilege of listening to his word. Because even as I speak, the Lord has already spoken to me and is even speaking to me right now. As you are being stirred up, the Lord is also stirring me up in the spirit. We gain strength. We become stronger. We, we, we are on fire for God every time when we read the word and we listen to his word. And may God continue to do his work in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. This afternoon, I want us to start on a series that we will continue again even on Sunday, um, a series entitled The Motives for Service. You know, let me just ask a question. Why do you do the things that you do? You know, when we look at a student, so many times they burn the midnight oil because they have a goal in mind. Their motive is at the end of the year to pass with flying colors, to graduate to the next grade. That is the motive behind the midnight oil burning of a student. When we look at an athlete, when they are training hard every day, sometimes in cold weather, they wake up and they go hard and they train. It is because they have a goal in mind. There is something that motivates them every time to go out there and give their best it is because they have maybe a cup in mind a trophy in mind or they have a goal that they want to break a record that they want to break a record that they have set for themselves and they want to go beyond it that is their motive that is the motivation that drives them to train even when the conditions are not favorable but I want you to understand this morning that some everything that we do we are driven by a motive and that is why our title this morning speaks of motives of service because whatever you do child of God there is something that motivates you there is a drive there is a push there is something that pushes you either it's a dream or it's a vision or it's a desire but that's something within you that energy that motivates you to get up and go for it and do your best and give your best it is what we call a motive 
when you read at the Oxford Dictionary, it defines a motive as a something that is a need or a desire that causes a person to act in the way that they act or in a certain way that a, a, an, an energy that causes a person even to do the things that they do in the name of Jesus. You know, uh, uh, when you read in Proverbs 16 verse 2, the Bible says that all a person's ways seem pure to them. You know, all your ways might seem pure to you. But the Bible says the motives of your heart are weighed by God. And so it means that at times you can start out with the right motives. But then at the end of the day, in the eyes of God, when he weighs your motives, then your motives are not pure. There is a difference between right motives and wrong motives. And the end result of right motives motives and the end result of wrong motives different consequences and this morning this afternoon i want us to read from the book of acts chapter 5 so that we can explore the subject further in the name of Jesus and hear what God is saying to us. And even as we listen to him speak to us, I want you to evaluate your reasons for why you do things. I want you to evaluate your motives. Why are you in that worship team? Why are you preaching? Why, 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 why do you want that promotion so bad? What is your motive behind the desires that you have? What is the motive behind the push that is driving you so hard in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 5, we are going to read verse 1 to 4, but I would like you to read from verse 1 to 11 so that you can get the whole picture in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, now a man, a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Did it not belong to you before you sold it? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but you have lied to God. You know, this is a very interesting portion of scripture. Uh, I'm reminded of C.S. Lewis. He once made a statement and he said this, that humans are seldom totally sincere or totally hypocritical. We as human beings, we are seldom totally sincere or totally hypocritical. Why did he say this? He says this because as humans, our moods change uh, from moment to moment. Our motives are mixed. And they, oftentimes we find ourselves quite mistaken as to what our motives are really, really are. You know, you might begin a project with the purest of motives, with the purest of intentions, but then things happen along the way. And then you find that your, your moods have changed and your motives have changed along the way. And so that is why C.S. Lewis is saying that as human beings, we cannot at all times be 
totally sincere or totally hypocritical. So many times we find ourselves in the middle. And that is why it is so important to all the time evaluate ourselves at all times. Ask God to help us so that we can continually walk at a place of surrender. That is the only way we can be sure that our motives are based upon purity. Our motives are not hypocritical. Our motives are surely based on what God wants us to do in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, the text that we have read today in, in the NIV uh, 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 translation, it begins with the word now. But in the New King James Version and in other versions, the, the right word or the right uh, uh, word that, 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 that the, the writer uses is but. It is not now. But he uses the word but. It says but a man named Ananias. And immediately when you read that word but, when a statement begins with such a word, you automatically know that they are contrasting. But is a constructing word. It is a, it, it's a contrast contradicting word you know it, it it means that something has been said before for us now to come and say but you know when we use the word but we are saying you know i woke up feeling so good but it means something's happened something changed and i'm no longer feeling good praise the name of the most high and so when the Bible says but, it only ignites our desire to know what had been mentioned before we come to verse 1 of chapter 5. And so we have to go back to chapter 4 and read the very first scriptures, 36 and 37, and see what had transpired. And this is what had transpired in verse 36 of chapter 4 of the book of Acts. The Bible says that Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which meant or which means the son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and he brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. And so right away we can be able to see that the writer is constructing he is bringing now a contradiction based on what had transpired and what is now narrating unto us and the bible says that you know in in in, in the book of acts when before we even come to chapter five that god was birthing a church god was doing great things in the new church it was still at its infancy stage the holy spirit had come down in chapter two and we see in chapter 3 God doing wonders and signs you know Peter had just healed a crippled man and the Bible says because of those miracles and signs opposition had risen from outside the church you know trying to silence trying to derail trying to stop the work of God in the church in the name of Jesus Christ and though the opposition had risen but the apostles stood with courage and confidence bold with the power of the Holy Spirit at work in them and they declared you know what we are not going to be pleasers of men but we are going to be pleasers of God and when you read verse 33 of chapter 4 the Bible says that with great power the apostles continued testifying about the resurrection of Jesus come on now they were not testifying about the dead but they were now testifying about the resurrection why because death was common knowledge to everybody but the resurrection was being opposed and so they knew that for them to have power 
for the gospel to be real they not only had to narrate the story of Jesus coming and dying on the cross but they had to testify as eyewitnesses with all the evidence that yes he died on the cross and yes he was buried but he had resurrected and that is what was giving them power their gospel was not dead gospel our gospel is not a dead gospel our gospel does not end with the tomb but our our gospel moves on on, on on the third day with the message of resurrection in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is why we are alive. That is why we are energetic. That is why we have a hope of an eternal life beyond the grave, beyond death in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that great grace was upon them Oh, and because of that great grace, the Bible says that they were united, breaking bread together, having fellowship every day. And the Bible says that God was adding to their number every day. The church was on fire. No demon from hell could stop or withstand them. They were on fire for God. They were unstoppable in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that out of their unity and their love for one another, they came to a place of full surrender and they began to notice needs in their midst. And they decided, you know, came to a place where people would sell their property, mighty God, fully sold out unto God. They would sell their property so that they could take care of those that were needy among them. And the Bible says that because of that, no one was needy among them. Everybody was well taken care of. This is a good example of how a church should be. You know, right now we have people who are high in the church, you know, they they, 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 they are driving because they are rich, yet there is somebody within the church who is starving. There is somebody within the church who has to drop out of school because they cannot afford school fees. That is not the kind of church that God wants us to have. Mighty God, he wants the, the, the Acts chapter 3 and chapter 2 and chapter 5 kind of charge in the name of Jesus where my property it is not mine but it is I am just like a steward God has given it to me that it cannot be a blessing just to me and my family but it can be a blessing to the body of Christ at large in the name of Jesus Christ evaluate your motives in the name of Jesus. And so it tells us of a man by the name of Joseph. And the Bible says that he was a Levite and he sold his property. Now there is something that I want us to note about Joseph who was also called Barnabas. We hear from the Bible, the scripture, the Bible tells us that the apostles had called him Barnabas. We don't know whether it was a name that arose from his character or it was a name that they had just given to him because of, of how he was. But the Bible says that the apostles called him Barnabas, which means a son of encouragement because everything that he did, everything that he did, he was, he was just an encouragement. Mighty God. I don't know what people call you in the church. I don't know what people call you in the, even in the community. Are you, are you a stingy person? Are you a hater? Are you a violent person? Are you a, a person that causes di division within the church? But Barnabas was called so 
because he was a man who was an encourager and it was not just in himself but it, that encouragement transpired and it went out and it encouraged the whole body in the name of Jesus Christ the Bible says that he sold his property and he came and he laid it down at the feet of the apostle so that it can uh, be a blessing to the entire body in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, as I look back, there is an incident that had happened even in the life of Barnabas. You know, in chapter 2, when the Bible, the Bible says that when the disciples were waiting even for the holy spirit for the holy spirit to be uh, uh sent in chapter one that they decided you know because judas had forsaken them and he had went and committed suicide they needed to fill that gap and so they decided you know what we need to choose a man that can fill the gap that judas has left and the bible says that they chose two men they chose matthias they chose barnabas Joseph, his name was Joseph. And the Bible says that after they chose these two men, they began to cast Lord because they only needed one re replacement. And the Bible says that the lost favored Matthias. And so Matthias was chosen. But you see, I want to draw your attention. If it was some of us, we could have been very angry. We would have had a bone to pick. But I want you to understand the heart of Barnabas. He was a man sold out for God. He was there just to serve. Yes, the, the casting of lots did not favor him. He was not chosen to be among the twelve. But that did not trouble his heart. Why? Because he just loved the Lord. He was just there for service. His motives were right. And we don't see any anger. We don't see any thread of bitterness in his heart. We just see him going all out and just being a blessing. A son of encouragement. How I pray this morning that God will stir you up, child of God, that it will be a blessing to your family. It will be a blessing to that house of God, to that church, to that ministry where God has positioned you, whether you have been chosen to occupy that leadership position or not. But I pray that your service will just be a, from a heart of worship unto the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. And so the Bible now brings to us a, a negative example because so many times when the enemy sees good things flourishing and he tries with all he can to fight us from the outside and when he realizes that he cannot win because this is what was happening he was trying to threaten the church they could not be bowed he tried to you know persecute them they could not be stopped and so he looked for a way to destroy from within mighty god we need to be aware of the strategies of the enemy if he cannot destroy you from the outside, he will try to gain an entrance and destroy you from the inside. And this is what he did. Child of God, do not be the weak one. Do not be the target of the enemy. Do not be the weak link. Do not be that open door that gives access to the enemy and to the house of God. This is what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. The Bible says... 
that also they also sold a piece of property but when already we begin we realize that they are being compared to Barnabas why because they must have felt that Barnabas had enjoyed a lot of attention from what he had done and so out of that you know also wanting to be counted also wanting to be seen and to be praised they also went and sold the property and the Bible say that they agreed together to keep back part of the money and so they were not completely honest praise the name of the lord and the bible says that they came and they presented and ananias came and he presented his the portion of money to the feet of the apostles just like barnabas had done motives you know god is not just interested with what we do the world says to us you know what I don't care how you do it. I don't care what you do. All I care about is the results. That is the world's mentality. But if there is something that separates and makes Christianity unique from other religions, is the fact that God is concerned with our heart conditions. God is concerned about the intents of our hearts. He is not so much concerned as to what you do but he's so much concerned as to why you are doing it mighty god listen to this god yes he is concerned about what we do he is also concerned how we do it but most importantly he is concerned of why we do it child of god yes you can sing and sing very beautifully in the worship team but why are you singing you can preach and preach very powerfully but why is it that you are preaching you can give and give lots of lump sums but why are you giving praise the name of the lord you know with us humans we just look on the outside and we praise you for what you have done and yet in the eyes of god god says no you have not done anything good with us we praise you and we say you have accomplished but in the eyes of god he turns and he says no you have not done anything do you remember the temple when jesus was standing close to the offering and he was observing when people came to offer and the bible says that an old lady came and just offered a few coins and then others were offering out you know out of 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 of, of their huge wallets and and they they had a lot to offer and and most people would have been glad and excited because of those that came and offered huge amounts of money probably they had a budget or they had a project to accomplish and so we we, we you know we rejoice when people give big bucks but you know what jesus taught us a great lesson that day he looked at that woman and he said you know what she might have offered the least but she has offered her all so it doesn't really matter how much but it is the condition of your heart while you are offering the condition of your heart while you are doing it in the name of jesus you see ananias name means the son of the god of grace the god who is gracious and Ananias must, must have experienced and even been uh, a participant or even uh, enjoyed the grace of God. But 
you know, so much time when the grace of God is, is, is so much, God requires a lot from us. When God has graced you enough, then he requires a lot from you. To whom much has been given, much is required. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Bible says that, you know, their sin was not by bringing part, but their sin was pretending to have brought their own. Mighty God. When the Bible says that they kept part of what they had sowed, this is what it means. The Greek word that is trans translated, they kept back. It is the same word that is used in Titus chapter 2 verse 10. When Paul is speaking to the masters and is ad ad advising them on how to treat their slaves, and he says to them, you know, do not keep back the, the salaries of your slaves. Do not rob them. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is exactly what this word translates to. When it says they kept back part of the money, it says they robbed. Praise the name of the Lord. It reminds me of Malachi 3. When God says, you are robbing me. How are you robbing me? You are robbing me by not giving me your all, by not bringing the tithes and the offering into my storeroom. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, so many times when God expects us to give our all, then we bring part of it. We give only half of our talent. We bring only half of our energy. We are robbing God. And that is why their sin was so great in the eyes of God. They were not just keeping back of the money, but they were robbing God. Why? Because it, they had made it appear as if they were giving their all. And the Bible says, that when Ananias came and brought that money and he placed it at the feet of the apostle, Peter, full of the spirit of God, asked Ananias and he says to him, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart? Praise the name of the Lord. This is another way that I want us to explore. Because when you look at this word that, that, uh, that Peter used to Ananias, when he said, how is it that, God, that Satan has so filled your heart? You know, how is it that you can be in the midst of so much revival, <laughs> mighty God, yet be so full of bitterness? How is it that you can be so in the midst of, of, of so much greatness, so much power, yet your heart is full of unforgiveness? You know, evaluate yourself. Answer that question for me today. How is it that you can be in the midst of such revival, such presence of God, Ananias, and yet be so full of hypocrisy within you? How can this be? How, how, how has Satan so filled your heart that you can lie? Praise the name of the Lord. So many times we hear people say, you know what? I wish God can help me to win lotto. You know, if, if only I can win, uh, you know, a few million, million, million rands, I can, I can, you know, uh, re re renovate the house of God. I would build a, a hospital, you know, for the, for the hopeless. You know, and when you look at that person talking so big that if they could have such money, they would do one, two, three. Yet God has given them 10,000 rands thoroughly every month. Yet they are unable to offer or to give a thousand randes tithe 
if every month in the name of Jesus, do you really think that God would be able to trust you with millions if they cannot be able to trust you with 10,000 rand? You are unable to give a thousand rand tithe. Do you really think that you will be able to give a hundred thousand tithe if God blessed you with a million? Check your motive, child of God. You know, so many times God does not answer our prayers because we pray amiss. While we sound so genuine, God is looking at our hearts. God is observing the intentions of our hearts. And he knows, child of God, that if he gives you that one million, you will be nowhere to be found. You will not even remember. The, the promises that you had made, the desire that you have right now to renovate the house of God or to build a hospital for the helpless, that desire will be gone as soon as that money clocks into your account. Why? Because your motives are not at the right place. Beware, children of God, of the sin of hypocrisy. All God, God wants of us is just to be real to be honest, to be open with him. He knows our weaknesses and he is the one who is doing the work within us. If we can just surrender and allow him to do the good work within us, then he will bring it to a place of accomplishment without any hypocrisy, without having to fake it. You know, the world says, fake it until you make it. Child of God with God, you don't need to fake it. That mentality does not work. You don't need to fake anything with God in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are going to bring an offering, do it because your heart is, is, is surrendering unto God. Because your heart is gracious for what is glad, for what God has done. Because at, out of a place of worship and you realize that God is your source and God is your provider. And you are just a steward that has been entrusted with that gift. And when you're bringing it back, you are just worshiping God and saying, God, thank you. May your service rise up from a place of glorifying God. God, that your intentions and the motives of your heart, all you want is just to bring glory unto God. You know, Ananias and Sapphira, they wanted the praises of men without the sacrifice. How many times, children of God, do we want the glory without the pain? How many times do we want to go up without sacrificing anything? For God to elevate us, something needs to die. Something needs to go. We need to let go of something. For the disciples to follow Jesus, they had to leave their families. They had to forsake their businesses and only follow him and him alone in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is the kind of faith. That is the gospel. That is the walk that God is calling us into. When the Bible says that they, Satan had filled his heart, the, the, the verb that is used there, it means a prelosin. It's a Greek word. And that word, it stands for influence on control. Peter was asking Ananias, how have you allowed Satan to so influence you to such an extent? Why have you allowed Satan to control you to such an extent? The Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, be ye filled with the Spirit. You know, when he says, be ye filled, it is the same word that had been used when he said, 
Satan has so filled your heart. When, 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 when the Bible tells us be filled with the Spirit, it means surrender to the control of the Spirit. Let the Spirit of God within you influence you, control you. You know, that your actions will be controlled and influenced by the Spirit of God. Because when you walk in the Spirit, then you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And right now we see Ananias. Though the church was full of the Spirit, though the apostles were led and operating with power and signs and miracles were accompanying them, manifesting the fruits of the Spirit, Ananias right in the midst of them was filled with Saturn. He was controlled and influenced by Saturn. And he was gratifying the desires of his flesh in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch out, child of God. Just because you are in the house of God does not make you a child of God. Just because you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are maybe you are in, in a garage does not make you a car. And so make sure that as you join together with the children of God, that as you pray together with them, as Ananias and Sapphira had done, they had prayed together with them, they had joined in worship together, they, they had partaken of the bread and the blood, you know, they did everything together with the rest of the children of God, yet they were under the control of the enemy. Who is controlling your heart this morning? Who is influencing your actions in the name of Jesus? You know, wanting glory without sacrifice, it is a deadly sin in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, this is what the Bible says. As soon as Peter asked this question, and he asked him, did everything that you sold, the property that you sold, it belongs to you. The money also belonged to you. Why did you feel the sense to lie? And he says to him, you know what? You have not lied to men. You have not deceived me as an apostle, but you have deceived God. You know, children of God, I want us to notice that everything that we do, all our service in the house of God, our walk of faith, our private devotion, our public devotion, everything that we do, we are not doing it to please men, but we are doing it to please God. You know, worship God as if the audience is only one. Yes, you might be in front of people, but do it with an with the mindset that your audience is God. You are doing it for God. You are, you are going all out just to please God in the name of Jesus Christ. And that realization will make you have uh, the right motive. It will energize you to do it out of a heart that is pure in the name of Jesus. I want you to realize this, that God loves his church. God is building his church and God is jealous of his church. I told you that Ananias' name meant God is gracious, but he was now going to face a holy God. He was very familiar with the grace of God, but he was not familiar with the holiness of God. You know, so many times we love certain aspects of God. We love, you know, the God of grace. We love the God of mercy. But I want to introduce you to the God of justice, the God of holiness. God cannot be deceived, mighty God. Do not be deceived child of God. You cannot mock God. Praise the name of the Lord. Everything that you sow, you shall leap. And this is what Ananias came to realize. You know his wife, Sapphira, her name originates from the stone. Sapphire stone, a precious stone. And her name means beautiful. But the fact that she agreed to lie 
to the Holy Spirit together with her husband. She was beautiful, yes. The name meant that she's beautiful, but her heart was very ugly. Child of God, may our beauty rise from the inside. You know, let us not just be beautiful on the outside, but let us be beautiful from the inside. Our heart intentions, our mindsets, our motives, let them be beautiful from the inside for the glory and honor of God. And when God's house was threatened from the inside, God had to rise up in his judgment. God rose up. And the Bible says that as soon as Peter finished speaking, Ananias fell down and he died. There are three kinds of judgments that I want us to understand this afternoon. So many times God deals with us from three points. While we were sinners, God judged us as sinners. And this is the judgment that happened on the cross. It is in the past. The wrath of God had to be satisfied. And so the Bible says that God so loved the world in John 3, 16, that he sent his one and only begotten son. And he came and he died on the cross. And his death was a payment, you know, for our judgment. We were supposed to, to suffer that judgment. The, the, but the death of Jesus on the cross satisfied, paid, you know, it, 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 it was able to, to, to satisfy the wrath of God. And so that is the first judgment. God deals with us as sinners. He dealt with us as sinners in the past through the judgment on the cross in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 1 that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because yes, we were sinners, but God judged his own son. Our sins were judged in Jesus. And so now we are, we are no more in condemnation. Why? Because we are being forgiven. The blood of Jesus has washed us. And when God looks at us, he sees Jesus, mighty God. We are now righteous in the name of Jesus Christ. That sinner in the past, judgment of God. There is also the future judgment where God is going to judge us as his servants. You know, while tribulation will be going on down here on earth, as servants of God, we will be appearing, having a one-on-one -on -one interview with Christ where we will be judged based on our works. And the Bible says, if your works are made of wood and made of grass, when they pass through the fire, it shall be consumed. And you know, you will have nothing to show for all your works on earth. But if your works have been made of gold of precious stone of silver then they will go through the fire and they will come out pure then you will give get a reward praise the name of the lord we will be judged in the future as servants based on our works in the present god judges us as sons praise the name of the lord you know we all have parents and so many times when we disobey our parents or when we, 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 we break the rules of, of, of the house, our parents out of love, they rise up and they, they rebuke us. Sometimes they punish us. Sometimes they spank us. Why? Because they love us. It is not that punishment is not intended to kill us, but that punishment is intended to straighten us out. That punishment is intended to bring us back in the path in the name of Jesus. When you read Hebrews chapter 12 verse 7, the Bible says that the Lord disciplines those that he loves and he punishes 
everyone that he accepts as a son. And so Paul was saying to them, to, to, to us, he's saying to us, you know, and he's saying, endure hardship as disciples because God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? When you look at that word punish in the Greek, it says to weep, weep, you know, to, 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 to beat up. And sometimes God whips us so that we can come back into line. Sometimes God whips us to save us from ourselves, mighty God. Unfortunately for Ananias and Sapphira, the judgment was instant death. Do you realize that God sometimes will take you out, will take you away because you are causing damage to his work? You are causing damage to his purposes in the name of Jesus. Remember that the church was still infant. It was still growing. It was still at the early sensitive stages. And God could not, could not allow Ananias and Sapphira to continue being an influence, a negative influence, even to those newborn Christians that were joining the church. And so the only thing that God could do or he felt was worth doing was to total, totally take them out, eliminate them from the picture entirely in the name of Jesus. So many times God has been gracious to us because truth be told, if God was to deal with us, the way he dealt with Ananias and Sapphira, the church will be left empty. Because so many times we lie. We lie to the Holy Spirit. We lie to one another. We lie to ourselves. We pretend children of God. If God was, was, was to measure, even to, to give the same kind of punishment that he gave to Ananias and Sapphira, the church will be empty and locked up. Praise the name of the Lord. But I thank God for his grace and I thank him for his mercy that he chooses to discipline us in other ways. But that does not negate the fact that God is after holiness. God is a just God. God is a God who wants right in the name of Jesus. And there are things that God has given unto us to help us to, you know, so that we can lead a life that is worthy before him. And these things, we can read them even from chapter 4 when we read in chapter 4 the bible says that the brethren or the church met together and when they met together the bible says that they gathered with sincere hearts and they praised god with clear conscience Praise the name of the Lord. If there is something that God has given us, is a conscience. And live alone a conscience. He has given us the Holy Spirit who comes and empowers our conscience. And he gives us the ability to be able to differentiate between right and wrong. So anytime when we are in the presence of God, or anytime when we set out to do something, and we begin to serve God, right away the Holy Spirit can be able to quicken us. And we will be able to sense that if we are doing it out of a pure heart or out of a heart that is full of bad emotions or bad motives in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to realize, child of God, that every time we set our hearts out and our motives are wrong, there are consequences that are attached to it. And the first consequence is that it robs us of the joy of service. You know, when you read Psalms 100, uh, 100 verse 2, it says, you know, serve the Lord with gladness. It seems so simple. It says, serve the Lord with 
gladness. But you, you realize that when you are serving God and you are devoid of gladness, then your service is not acceptable unto God. God wants us to serve him out of a place of joy. When we see how much he has done for us and we are grateful for who he is in our lives, the joy of the Lord becomes our strength and it, it should energize our service in the name of Jesus Christ. When you serve God out of a heart of a heart that is hypocritical, from a motive that is not pure, you are robbed of the joy of service. You are robbed of the possibility of an eternal reward. Remember I said that God will judge us in the future as his servants when we appear before him and we will be rewarded when you serve God hypocritically out of pretense, out of wanting to please men and not him like Ananias and Sapphira. You are robbing yourself of the possibility of an eternal reward. When people thank you right now, when people praise you right now, you have already gotten your reward and you don't have an eternal reward that is waiting for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't settle for less children of God. Yes, people will thank us. People will be grateful for what we have done. But let that be just a benefit that arises from our service. But let it not be the goal of your service in the name of Jesus Christ. When you serve God out of the wrong motives, you are setting yourself up for exposure. And when you are exposed, the people that you are serving with are going to know the real you. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the Bible says that everything that is hidden will come to light. Everything that you do in the darkness, everything that you do inwardly, thinking that people will not know. You know, we see you praising and rejoicing, but God sees your heart. And God will ultimately expose what is in your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. So every time when you set out to do things out of the wrong motives, soon or later, you are going to get exposed. And when you get exposed, you are going to limit your ability to influence others. You know, people are going to be discouraged because there are people that are looking up to you. There are people that are desiring to worship and to serve God the way they see you serving God. And then all of a sudden they realize that you are not doing it for the right motives. You're discouraging their hearts. You are going to break their, their, their spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. You are going to discourage their commitment in Jesus mighty name. May God help us this morning. I pray that we will begin to ask ourselves questions. Number one, ask yourself, why do I do the things that I do in the name of Jesus? Because unless you ask you these questions, you will never be able to understand wow, your motives. You will never be able to understand the foundation of your service in the name of Jesus Christ. May we be like David when he cried out unto God and he said, Lord, you know, search me. He said, you know, examine my heart. You know, if there is any weakness hidden in me, purge it out. Let that be the cry of our hearts every day. You know, as others come to give and as we join others in worship, as we join others in doing good, as we become a blessing to the lives of others, as we buy groceries and do works you know, of, 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 of honor even to others becoming a blessing. Don't do it as the Pharisees and the Sadducees did only to be seen by people, but do it for the glory and honor of God. How can we do that? 
Thank you for asking that question. We will answer it next week in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that God will bless you even as you continue meditating upon his word. As you look at the consequences that befell Ananias and Sapphira, the Bible says that three hours later, after, after Ananias has already died and be carried out, you know, his wife Sapphira comes in, you know, and pretending that everything was fine. And she was now looking for her husband. And the apostle questions her again. And she again, you know, lies just like her husband. You know, saying the same story together with her husband. And the Bible says, you know what? She also lost her life the same day. Praise the name of the Lord. And when that happened, the church was gripped with fear. Not afraid of God, but they were in awe. They, they were in holy fear. You know, they, they realized that their service must be genuine before God in the name of Jesus Christ. You don't have to fake it till you make it. That is not the kingdom mentality. With God, all you need to do is come just as you are. Offer what you have and allow God to use you at the level where you are at and allow him to build you up little by little because the more you are trustworthy at the level, the, the lower level, the more God is going to trust you and promote you to the second level, elevate you to the third level, elevate you to the fourth level in the name of Jesus Christ. With God, our abilities are limitless in the name of Jesus Christ. Join us again next week Sunday as we take steps and as we learn of the steps and the foundations that we should build our motives upon to ensure that our motives are pure, to ensure that our work of service to God is not just filthy legs, but it is a sweet aroma in the presence of God, acceptable, bringing glory unto God in the name of Jesus Christ. We are not here to fake anything, but we are here to be real because the church of God is real. The soul, souls are real in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. As I conclude this afternoon, let me just ask you a question. It is an illustration and I want you to think about it, even as we await to hear the lessons that we are going to learn next week. Suppose someone comes up to you and he says, you know what? I am going to offer you a thousand rand for every soul that you win for Christ. A thousand rand. I'm going to offer you a thousand rand for every soul that you win for Christ. Would it change how you live your life as a Christian now? Would it, would it, would, would the promise of the thousand rent motivate you to go out and begin to evangelize like you have never done before? Would it motivate you to speak to your family members, to speak to your colleagues, to speak to, 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 to your neighbors, to, to begin to share Christ more than you have ever done before? Knowing that if you just bring one soul, if you just bring one person to Christ, then you're going to get a thousand rent. Is your motivation for money more than your love for God? What motivates you today? Are you evangelizing just because God has commanded us to do so, even without the promise of a thousand rent? What is it that would motivate you more? Think about a child of God in Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you in the name of Jesus. Amen. What an amazing word from the Lord. 
this was truly reviving and we are truly restored and we are ready to walk in the will of the Lord. Thank you for such an amazing word. Family, do follow us on our Facebook page. We are Full Gospel Church Matsulu A. On our YouTube channel, we are FGC Matsulu A. Do subscribe, enjoy, stay blessed. The Lord loves you. In Jesus' name we thank God. Amen. Thank you.